Hi, this is Rini Cremeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, telling you to stay tuned to WNJC 1360 AM for Thursday in the Doghouse. Coming right up. Mama was a mutt. Daddy was one too. Me, I'm a little bit of everything. Everything that I use. One day I'm walking down my block. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thursday in the Doghouse. I'm your host, Karen Fazio, the owner of the Dog Super Nanny and My Best Friend Dog Training. And I'm your host, Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer. Thursday in the Doghouse is your best resource on the radio to find out everything you ever wanted to know about dogs. Rini and I are here every Thursday morning from 10 to 10.30 on WNJC 1360 AM. Each week, we'll discuss all sorts of topics about our favorite companion pet. We recently uh, interviewed people from overseas, and we frequently interview experts in this field as well, such as well-known authors, certified trainers around the United States and overseas, as I said, veterinarians, scientists, and people who work very hard to rescue dogs. Reenie and I, (laughs) I'm stuttering this morning, folks. (laughs) Reenie and I invite all of our listeners to call in with questions at our phone number, which is 856-227-1360. You can also contact us by going to our website at www.jerseydogtrainer.com or www.mybestfrienddogschool.com with any of your questions you might have about your own dogs. Earlier this month, CNN interviewed a very special woman. Her name is Wilma Melville. She's the founder of the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation. Every year, CNN selects about 24 men and women as CNN heroes. This year, Wilma was selected from thousands of candidates around the world for this top honor. She was chosen for her vision, passion, and determination in building an organization that partners rescue dogs with firefighters in order to save lives. Wilma is from Santa Paula, California. We'll learn more about Wilma and the dog she trains in just a minute. But please, let my co-host, Rini Pamaza, tell you which services she offers you in the South Jersey area as a professional dog trainer and certified behavior consultant. Is your dog always in the doghouse? Does he greet people by jumping all over them? Does she chew your shoes and steal your undies? Guess what? Your dog needs training. Hi, I'm Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, and I train dogs using only positive-based methods. My services include private training right in your own home. I also offer group puppy kindergarten classes starting at eight weeks of age and group classes for adolescent and adult dogs beginning at five months of age. All group classes are held at Dog Days Camp for Canines, 23 West Main Street, Marlton, New Jersey. For more information, please contact me at 609-280-9338. We're on the web at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. Again, that's 609-280-9338. We're on the web at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. 
Good morning, Wilma. Thank you very much for joining us here in the doghouse today. Um, good morning. Good morning. I, I understand you began doing search and rescue with your own Labrador retriever, Murphy, as a hobby after retiring as a phys ed teacher in 1994. What sparked your interest in doing this at that time? Like many people, certainly your listeners, I, I've always had an interest in dogs, have had a handful of dogs throughout my life, and they were always my best pals. So when I retired, uh, what better thing to do than to learn to train a dog to do something special? I chose Disaster Search, uh, having no idea where that path would lead. It was simply a hobby. Wow. And who, who did you go to a professional who then showed you how to train your dog to do this? Oh, I didn't take, I, the route was not that direct. Um, here in California at that time, uh, there was a group uh, that uh, trained dogs for wilderness search, and I began in that direction. Okay. Uh, the next several years, there was a tremendous amount of learning. <clears throat> sometimes, sometimes we learn from negative things that happen just as well as positive. Mm-hmm. And I struggled along with my uh, German Shepherd named Topa. Okay, I think and so. I was uh, I was learning an awful lot about what not to do <sighs> without realizing it. Mm-hmm. I think this is a path that many people take. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's unfortunate, but I think also the word about professional dog trainers is certainly getting much more attention these days. Yes, it is. What a shortcut I would have had had I known that professional dog trainers existed within this specialty of uh, search and rescue. Right, right. But are there many of them? I don't think there's that many of them. Are there? No, there are not many, but... uh, I uh, I didn't uh, I I thought the group I began with knew what they were doing. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, although they had a smattering of information, they mm. didn't know enough. Oh my! And um, it was also a social group, so you know time wasn't wasted completely. Mm-hmm. Except the dog doesn't have that long a life. You can't dally around when you're attempting to train a dog to mm-hmm. do something truly specific. Mm-hmm. So I learned a, a lot, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, mostly mostly what paths not to take yeah. and uh, a lot of things about what not to do. Okay. But and then, happily, I did come upon a professional trainer, Klaus Davern, okay. and her sundowner's training kennel, mm-hmm. and what a difference. Good. So, for, for your listeners, my experience points to good professional training okay. as making a tremendous difference in uh, in getting the uh, 
the teacher, the owner, the handler on the right track. Wonderful. Good. I'm glad you found the right people to work with. You were deployed eventually to rescue people during the Oklahoma City bombing, um, the uh, Joplin, Missouri, and the World Trade Center. Did you or your dog ever feel overwhelmed at that time with the work that you were doing? It's hard to tell what the dog is thinking, but certainly I knew what I was thinking. Sure, I felt overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, handlers at that time, and to some degree even today, are they are getting some basic training, and FEMA certification is a waypoint. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is it is truly often learning on the job. I see. Uh, at this present time, the uh, National Disaster Search Dog Foundation, which is your foundation, a a training center. Uh, we shorten our long name to Search Dog Foundation. It's a lot easier to grasp. Okay. But the Search Dog Foundation is building a national training center in Santa Paula, uh, which is. You know, uh, it's near Ventura in California. Mm-hmm. Hey, Wilma, can you let us know what that, can you, can you tell our audience what that website is? Would you mind sharing that? The, the website is searchdogfoundation.org. Uh, there's a tremendous amount of information about disaster search, uh, about our nation's preparations for disasters, and a lot of specific information about how we select dogs, how we go into shelters and test likely dogs to see if they will work for our program. And the intent, of course, is to complete the building of this national training center within the next year, year and a half. Okay. You know, I was watching the, um, I, I went to that, uh, to the, to the heroes video on CNN. And, uh, you know, as I was watching the video, which is, it's very moving and I recommend anybody visit it and you can see that, uh, on Wilma's site. But, you know, I was shocked to find out that there were only 15 FEMA certified dog teams at that time. How many rescue teams have you produced since you created, uh, your National Disaster Search Foundation? Search Dog Foundation. The, the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation uh, was born shortly after the Oklahoma City bombing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1995 in April was the bombing. In 1996, we opened our doors. In that period of time from then to now, we have trained 131 teams. That's wow. uh, FEMA-certified teams. Mm-hmm. Because the FEMA certification is a valuable waypoint along the road of becoming an outstanding handler. Mm-hmm. Now, at this national training center that we are building, it's our intention to attempt to bring all the nation's handlers beyond FEMA certification to deployment readiness. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big difference. It's something, FEMA certification is like saying, hey, I graduated from high school, here's my diploma. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But there's a tremendous distance past FEMA certification that a uh, willing handler and a wonderful dog can go. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that 90... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me finish. We're able to find 
mm-hmm. many, many of these uh, potentially terrific dogs in shelters. That's what just was the guy I was going to ask you. Go ahead, Karen, ask her. I was going to say, um, I understand that it's it's actually close to 90% of the dogs you work with come from shelters. What, what do you look for um, when you consider adopting a dog for this purpose? We look for a dog with what's called high drive. I'm sure you gals know what, oh, yes. a, what a high drive dog is like. Yeah, we do. Uh, a dog that that absolutely wants a job. Uh, if you put that dog in the backyard and ignore him day after day, He's going to uh, dig up the plants, uh, bark at everything that passes by, mm-hmm. scratch on the door, open the gate. He's going to keep himself busy. Right. And often these types of dogs will end up in a shelter because the family didn't know what they were in for mm-hmm. when when they selected a playful, outgoing puppy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, now the dog has grown into a bold dog with self-confidence. Uh, very little, if any, training, mm. and and he's become uh, just a, a a pain in the neck to the family. A nightmare. So instead of getting good professional advice, uh, the, the, often these dogs will end up in shelters. Mm-hmm. We find them among many Labradors, Labrador mixes, Golden Retrievers, occasionally a Border Collie. And uh, when we when we find a bold, outgoing dog with self confidence mm-hmm. and focus, who has a drive and wants a wants a job, we we have uh, little methods of testing, and there is a video on the website that shows that testing. And can you, can you give out the, the Can you give out the the website again? The website is www.searchdogfoundation. And you said the video on your testing of dogs, so does that video clearly indicate that you are in the shelter and doing that test, or do you bring the dog to your facility to test them? Uh, We have two canine recruiters. Okay. They go from shelter to shelter. God bless uh, them. Building a relationship with the shelters in the hopes that the shelters will call us. Right. And... Uh, they cover a, a, as wide a range an area as they can. Is this just in California? They, uh, they actually test the dog right there in the shelter. Now, they need an outdoor space, and the dog will have to be retested because it's best to test them in an area that is not familiar to them. Mm, that makes a lot of sense. But it gives us a good initial clue as to whether this dog might be a candidate. Right. Now... The dog has to have his hips, his or her hips x-rayed, elbows x-rayed. General health condition has to be quite good. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we, we will adopt that dog. Now, once we adopt a dog, once the Search Dog Foundation adopts a dog, we will not return it to a, to a shelter where euthanasia is even possible. Mm-hmm. If we get a dog from a breed rescue group, sometimes those folks want the dog back if it does not um, make it through our training program. Mm-hmm. But to assure that once rescued, that dog will not need to be rescued again, 
uh, we've created what we call our lifetime care program. Once we take a dog into our program for training, if down the road, the first few months, uh, he decides, hey, you know, uh, life is good and, uh, I, I really don't have as much drive as I thought I had. <laughs> or maybe it's a dog that be, is sensitive to the footing. We need a dog who will accept all manner of footing. It doesn't have to be grass. You know, it doesn't have to be a level playing, playing field. Mm -hmm. Well, if anything bumps the dog out of training, uh, we, we go to a lot of trouble to give them some basic training. Mm. You know, come and sit, stay down, the basics that a family would need. Mm -hmm. And we place that dog with a, a very loving and caring family. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, that's not quite good enough because sometimes when you place a dog with a family, things change in the future and it doesn't always work out. Mm. So, we call that family once a year, visit if at all possible, and we stay in touch. Anything that dog needs in the future, uh, we're there to be a partner with the family. For instance, maybe down the road as the dog ages, he needs uh, particular medical attention that the family cannot afford. Mm. We say, how much can you afford, and we're there to help with the rest. Wow. Uh, on rare occasions, as a dog ages, something changes within the family, a divorce or illness, and they can't keep the dog any longer. We take the dog back. It's not that hard to find a home for a dog that is aging and by this time quite mellow and well-behaved. Right. Right. So that's what lifetime care is. Once rescued, you don't need to be rescued again, and we'll see to that. Irina, hey, uh, I, I, I heard you chime in that you had a question about where, if they're just in, in California. Yeah, I wanted to find out, Wilma, are the dogs uh, and the shelters only in California, or do you have people spread out throughout the country going to shelters looking for candidates? Well, the, we love to have others look for these high-drive, bold dogs that can focus. Uh, however, transportation is often a, uh, a, a, tr a difficulty for us. Right. So we do look primarily in Northern California, mm -hmm. Oregon, um, Idaho, Nevada, uh, places that are a little easier to reach. Mm -hmm. But having said that, we also have, on occasion, put our canine rescue, you know, our canine recruiter mm -hmm. on an airplane to Texas, uh, to anywhere that we are certain a high-drive dog who is healthy and is able to focus. Wherever that dog is, we have, on occasion, gone, gotten on a plane and gone to get him. Wow. Now, first... How do you determine that it's the dog that you're likely to want? Well, we ask the people to take a video doing the test that they see mm -hmm. on our website. I see. By looking at a video, uh, it's often, we can often determine whether that is a likely dog or not. Mm -hmm. So folks have to look at the video on our website, 
searchdogfoundation.org, then uh, take a video and send it to us. Our our address is also on the website and our phone number. Okay. Uh, then if then if the dog has good hips and elbows, looks like a dog who can work until he's ten or eleven years old. Mm-hmm. Then uh, then negotiations are underway. Now we do not buy dogs. Uh, you know there are we're not like a police department that that can pay two two to ten thousand dollars for a dog. Mm-hmm. We look for dogs from shelters that need us, and mm-hmm. we sure need them. That's wonderful. God, that's a, such a wonderful story you're telling. It's, I've got goosebumps. I really do. I know, and I love how they take care of the dog the whole their whole life. Right. I mean, it's a oh, guarantee. That's so amazing. amazing. You know, it's like well, the dog that rescues building, people gets rescued himself. You know, by building a national training center. Uh, it's 125 acres in uh, the in a canyon area near Santa Paula. Uh, 50 usable acres, and we're uh, in the process of designing the Canine Pavilion, which is a nice kennel. Uh, we're designing that now, and lifetime care dogs, of course, will be trained there as well as our. Uh, search dogs that will go on mm-hmm. to firefighter handlers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, this effort to build a national training center is so important for all the nation's canine handlers who do disaster search. You see, I think it's entirely possible to raise the bar, not only for our own handlers, but for the nation's handlers, mm-hmm. because, um, the number of handlers is still woefully lacking. Mm-hmm. It's much better than it was in 1995. Mm-hmm. There are approximately 250 FEMA-certified canine disaster teams now. Mm-hmm. But uh, they they would welcome uh, tr- a training site that was designed just for them mm-hmm. that exists nowhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful, Wilma. Um, so once once these dogs are trained for their partner, for their firefighter partner, does that firefighter then take that dog into his own his or her own home as their own family dog? Well, you trainers, you know that you can't just hand hand a highly trained dog to an unknowledgeable person. Right. Mm-hmm. What would happen in about a month's time? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see there's a little problem there. Mm-hmm. So what has to be done is we, uh, let's say it's a, a new trainer, a new handler from uh, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. We recently uh, placed uh, four dogs with Nebraska handlers. The first thing that happens is we uh, we send the handler several the prospective handler several books and over the months questions that need to be answered about what they're reading. Mm-hmm. Then a week of training here at the training center that we are building, where they work with highly trained dogs, dogs that are all already FEMA certified. Right. Then that. 
then that group of new handlers goes to the training kennel that we have been using for years, which is in Gilroy, California, five hours north of our training center. There they are assigned a dog that has been trained for them. The dog has had six to eight months of training Mm -hmm. in, of course, obedience, but obstacle course, direction control, and search, and the bark alert, which is how how the dog communicates to the handler that he's found live human scent. Mm -hmm. All of these skills are in this talented dog. Wilma, um, before we run out of time, I I did want to ask you um, if you could let our audience know where people can send donations to the National Disaster Search Dog Foundation. Well, of course, the easiest is to go on the website, uh, searchdogfoundation.org. However, some folks don't like that. So the address for the Search Dog Foundation is 501 East Ojai Avenue. How do you spell that? spelled O-J-A-I. The town is Ojai, O-J-A-I, California, 93060. Send a note along if you send a check. Because and tell us where you know. Tell us that you heard this radio program and you were moved to contact us. And then we're terrific at getting back to you and uh, keeping you informed as the months move on into the years. Wilma, I wanna I wanna tell you I am so impressed. We've interviewed many people on on this show, and I just think that your heart must be huge. Um, and that a hobby turned into a lifetime goal that you have. I read that you want to um, partner up a lot more um, teams. Your goal is to have several more FEMA-certified teams in this country because we're, we're not where you want us to be yet. And with all the disasters that we've had of late, uh, certainly people can recognize that there's a definite need for this. So you are, you in my book, you are just a magnificent person. You certainly uh, deserve any award that's given to you. Absolutely. And um, we, we couldn't... I, I just think well, it's amazing. I mean, you know, anytime there's a disaster, everybody, you know, breathes a sigh of relief when they see a dog come. And, you know, there's, there's some sort of, there's, there's a real connection there, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's just uh, I'm, I'm so one thing when a human finds a human. It's another thing when a dog finds a human. Right. And I'm so thrilled that you take dogs out of shelters. I mean, to me, that's just the most wonderful thing in the world. And we know, Karen and I both know, there's lots of good dogs in shelters um, who were misunderstood by their owners or they didn't research their breeds. And it's just a vicious cycle. But at least you're making good use and you're helping these dogs. And I'll bet you these are the happiest dogs in the world because they have one heck of a job that they're allowed to do in life. I'm sure that they love it. Wilma, we're running out of time. Um, We need to break. um, And I just want to thank you very much. And um, God bless you, and I hope that you are able to continue on with your work for a long time to come. And I hope you have a great Thank day. Thank you for the wide range of podcasts that are on your site. <laughs> I, I listen to several of them, and uh, wonderful way to spend time. Thank you so much. Oh, great. Thank, Thank you. you very much, and you have a wonderful day. You too, Bye now. Bye now. 
Take a short break while Karen tells you what services she offers in the Keyport, New Jersey area and its surrounding towns. Just listen in. Are you the owner of a fearful or aggressive dog and don't know where to turn? Have you called other trainers and they've turned you down because they don't want to deal with an aggression case? Then My Best Friend Dog Training and its special service, the Dog Super Nanny, is maybe just what you're looking for. 533-9376 and our website is mybestfrienddogschool.com We are positive based trainers and don't use physical punishment or fear as a way to motivate your dog. We use games and fun as a way to do that and we also help you during the whole process. So give us a call. We're here for you. 732-533-9376 Welcome back to Thursday in the Doghouse. This is Rini again. Hey, um, it's Karen. I just wanted to make sure um, that our listeners listen, listen in next week because I guess we'll be a local homeopathic veterinarian um, who'll be discussing physical and emotional ramifications of boarding our dogs and kennels. Right. It is, um, it is a nightmare. But I want to wish everybody a happy weekend, and thank you for joining Thursday in the Doghouse. And, Karen, thank you for joining us, and I want to thank everybody, too. This was a great show. I'll tell you what. I mean, I awesome. I wish I could, I, you know, I know I'm going to donate, that's for sure, and I'm going to keep track of what Wilma does in, in her life um, toward this goal. Um, have a great week, everybody. Um, it's miserable out today in New Jersey, but, you know, soon we'll have better days. Take your dogs out for a walk and get those high-energy dogs out and exercise them. Give them a job. We'll talk, right. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Okay, good night. Bye. See ya. I'm lying in a crate, feeling all alone, hoping the day's the day. Someone takes me home, so come on, Mr. Rescue Man, let the people in. Up the shelter door, let the day begin. It's showtime.